Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. We are now, as the blue balloon says, one day away from Cubs <laughs> convention. Happy yeah. Thursday to everybody. We've made it. The longest week of the year so far. Does it's it not tough. feel like that? Does it not feel like this week has been like four weeks long? Yeah. Well, yeah, at least we ended on a high mm-hmm. note. We started on time today. That's right. <laughs> we started at we 120. On time. Time. Right there, yeah, 120. No, late. No, no, no being late slander. No, no, no I don't no want to hear de, anything from you, no Blue Dabs. Pe- no Del Slowpokes or whatever. Yes. Cody Del Lato. Yeah, that's one. Yeah, nothing from Blue Dabs. I don't want to hear any slander. Yeah, no slander today. And everyone else, too. Everyone any else slander, I will call you out. Tell you to stop. <laughs> Thanks to everybody in the chat that's already here. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel, please. And if you're just one of those regular only podcast-only people, we encourage you to check out the YouTube channel. If you're podcast-only, make sure you subscribe there Absolutely. so you don't miss any episodes. Five-star reviews are appreciated because the four-star review is basically like saying we're horrible. It is. We got and just like I said about the guy who said that I say like too much, I mean. Still deserve a five-star. Yeah. Like, I think you still deserve a five-star. <laughs> no? All right. So we like, got, yeah. Yeah, like I think so. We've got, we've got some topics uh, for you. We're going to go through some of the free agents that are still left. Jim Bowden ranked uh, what he thought were the top ten still left. Uh, will the Cubs be in on anybody, or are they done really adding to this team? Did you see Matt Mervis, by the way? On the initial roster for Team yeah. Israel, World Baseball Classic? Yeah, there's, there's another guy. I mean, that, the Cubs have a few players just kind of scattered out throughout the teams that or I think the preliminary list I don't think they finalized those world baseball classic rosters but like just a bunch of guys on like a bunch of different teams just scattered about so it may be one of those spring trainings where a lot of those big players aren't yet (laughs) aren't aren't in Mesa the entire time I think it'd be good competitive experience for him you know if he's able to take part in that I, I mean I think Miguel Amaya that's one that I'm excited to see if First off, if he makes the team, right? And then if he plays much, like, I think that could be something a little bit more telling for us on his status mm-hmm. on when he potentially could be on the Cubs. So we know he's not going to be on the team if he start the year, but, you know, I, I yep. of all of them that are going to play in it, like, he's the one that I'm interested in seeing the yeah. most. The, another thing with that is Mervis, obviously, but other guys, Suzuki is going to probably be one of them. It's just the fact that, after last year's spring training, how delayed it was, and, and it was tougher for guys to get into in-season game action mode. 
prior to the actual opening day. Right. You'll have a bunch of guys who have already been playing competitive baseball games before really spring training really gets going, spring training games. So by the time that, you know, you get a few weeks into the season, these guys are ready to go. They're in that mode. They're locked in. They're, you know, built up to the point where they can actually play, you know, baseball games <laughs> when, when opening day comes around. So I think it's a better balance of, of what happened last year or between what happened last year and how late it was versus this year guys are getting started probably even earlier to get into that that game mode because as far as the world baseball classic goes it's one of those things where you want to represent your country well and and hopefully you know play do your best to bring to bring a championship back for you know your your country so um yeah it's it's i think it's good for guys just getting back into game mode earlier than than normal you know i think for sports um, like gymnastics and skiing and stuff, like the Olympics are the pinnacle. Baseball is one of those that kind of fits in, in a strange place, I think, mm-hmm. because it's it's already so international. Uh, same thing with hockey, really, although hockey gold medal is a, is a really big deal. I don't know if the baseball gold medal is a huge deal. I think the World Baseball Classic's almost as good as Olympic baseball for me. Like I, I think it's almost the same thing. Um, and I do think... Uh, the players take it seriously. You know, like you said, there's a sense of pride that they want to be involved in it. However, I don't believe you can compare it to a gymnast who waits their whole life no. for the Olympics every yeah, four it doesn't years. Have the or, hype of the Olympics or a track star who not. waits for every four years for it to come around. It's it's not the same thing, but it is better than spring training baseball, yeah, Cactus League action, in it, my opinion. It's not quite that level, but it is like... As far as international tournaments go, it's the number one. Like, yeah. Yeah. does the Olympics even still have baseball? Anymore? I don't honestly. I don't, I don't know, and I don't care. Same <laughs> thing with tennis. Like in <laughs> Olympic tennis, how is it any different than just yeah. any so. normal tournament for a weekend? Yeah. So the, this is as far as international goes. Like, again, this is the World Cup of baseball. It may not be quite the World Cup, but it's the World Cup of baseball. So like, these guys care. The guys that go out there care and and, and want to do well and, and win. You know, obviously win that tournament. There's no point in playing that tournament if you're not trying to win. So. There you go. It'll be good to to see guys like Matt Mervis get get going earlier than normal and just kind of be in that mode. So when they do you know, kind of come back full-time spring training, they're already ready to go. I think that's what you want to see. You don't want to see guys slow build. You want to see guys ready to go by the time spring training gets going and opening day comes around. Yeah, I think that's what I'm most excited about spring in general just because, like, finally it's like a normal spring training. No. There's no, like, no, like, fast you know, let's get these couple weeks in, you know, everyone's going to be full go opening day because it's going to be a normal spring training. Finally, after like, <laughs> what, three years feels like? Yeah. 2020, you know, that we know how that went. Then, you know, 2021 was just weird. The lockout last year, you know, like. It's been a weird couple of years. Yeah. It's, it, this is Strange. like, the, it's finally like. Yeah, 2021 with the whole like pandemic, like the the rules and all that, that made it weird. And then, like this, like 2023 would finally be like the first like real normal year. It feels like with just like everyone having the same same amount of time in the off season and like the ramp up and everything for pitchers and stuff. So, I think the WBC will be great for a lot of those guys though, in terms of like just getting ramped up and ready to go. So, I also think you're less likely to see guys play like three innings and come out in, mm-hmm. in the WBC than you are in a Cactus League game. You know, like yeah. guys want to be in there longer. I think it's the uh, – is it the Dominican Republic or it's Puerto Rico, the roster? I think I saw a graphic with it. 
oh, sometime in the last couple of weeks, and I look like the roster was just like all all stars. Like I, don't, I, it's one of those two countries. I can't, which makes sense. Puerto Rico has a pretty good roster. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, so like, but I also feel like the United States has a great roster too. I mean, any team with Mike Trout on it has a good chance to win. <laughs> no, there's gonna be a lot of there's gonna be a lot of really good teams in this. So yeah. that's one of the things. Like you just have good players all over the place that. If anything, like Matt Mervis or, or you know anyone else from the Cubs, but especially Matt Mervis, he's going to face high level major league caliber pitching throughout that whole that whole tournament. If he, you know, of course makes that team, um, so that's just good experience for him just going into what should be his first you know full season in the majors. I guess we we don't know for sure what's going to happen on opening day where he's going to be, but that's just going to be good experience for him regardless. Yeah, got a lot of a lot of comments. Yeah, the chat's going. Hey, do we have as many likes, though? That's the question. Yesterday we got up to 50 likes just because we wanted Ryan to take that yeah. shot of Malort we should for just being get, tardy. Just get 50 likes in general now. That's, and, that's, and the show ended just as Ryan was taking his shot. He <laughs> did finish the shot, and, yes, he did cringe afterwards. Yeah, it was, it was bad. It was terrible. So mission accomplished to everybody in the chat that gave us a like. But, you know, today you could give us the like for Cubs conventions almost here. Yeah. Well, we got 78 people in here right now, 17 likes, 81 We now? We need at least 50 likes by the end of the show. At least 50. So we're already 50. at 20. We can it's do not, 30 you more. Know, it's not that hard. You know, it's just yeah. a little just a little click. We can do 30 more in the next 50 minutes. That'd be nice. <laughs> That'd be nice. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your neighbors. Give the Chase Yo Cup show a like right now. Yeah. I saw that uh, Jim Bowden on The Athletic just came out today with his top 10 free agents that are still out there. And then I just got to thinking, well, are the Cubs really done? Is this, is this it? It feels like they're done. Yeah. Um, but then you look at the roster and you think, well, there are ways to still incrementally improve the team. I'm not going to say anything they could do at all would be a huge boost to the team. Mm-hmm. But there are ways that they could still improve the team before spring training starts. So <laughs> we're putting that out there. Later in the show, we're also going to do – uh, I see Niren's in the chat. Niren, we're going to do your trade du jour. You know, just the the latest guy that we think, you know, another name that do you want to consider him? We've done some before. Um, so far, most of them we've kind of been like, eh. We'll, and we'll see this where this one factors in. But first, let's go through the free agents, all right? Jim Bowden's top five. At the top of the list, he put Michael Waka. Then he put uh, Jerkson Profar, Elvis Andrews, Zach Granke, Trey Mancini. I see, as, as a little kid would say, I spy three ways to improve the Cubs on that list. What three names or two names or one name would you at least poke around and, and see? I think Michael Waka is interesting to me because I still think they could use more pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think he's a solid pitcher. He was pretty good for Boston last year. And, and Bowden's uh, possibility at the top of that article is basically, here's what they can do. Teams that want to win can use Waka. Teams that are in the middle, maybe the Cubs, can use him as, hey, we can give you some starts and we might flip you to a winner because you're not going to be part of our long-term future. Okay, I'm okay with either of those. That's why I was okay with the fact that if they wanted to bring Wade Miley back, I would have been okay with that mm-hmm. because they might might have had the possibility to actually flip him this time if he's healthy. I think Elvis Andrews, Ryan and I, we looked it up beforehand. He, he's yeah. never played third base. Not at the major league level, no. He's been exclusively a shortstop. Um, but his, if he would have played third base, then he definitely would be a, an option. But his, his arm strength, 
you know, per baseball savant, 25th percentile. Obviously not good, <laughs> not right. good in terms of like what you what you would need your third baseman to be. Um, and we kind of discussed like maybe that does that get affected as, as a shortstop? The more range you're covering, the less opportunities you have time to you know set your feet, make a very good strong throw over to first base. Maybe that changes. Um, had he, had he been more of a third baseman than a shortstop, but it's just no experience at the major league level there this late in his career at this um, age, probably not. Yeah, it feels like something that he so be, that that. Kind of takes him Andrus off my list. Would have been, I think Andrus would have been the, the consolation to not getting Swanson. Uh, that's where I would have been yeah. a deep, deep consolation. It would have been. Well, well, yeah, we would have been here angry, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, that, yeah, doesn't sound like he can play much third base. No, and I, I saw Barbara in the chat saying Mancini should be higher. This is not our list yeah. that I was showing on the YouTube chat. This was Jim Bowden uh, of the Athletics saying these were how he ranked the top five. Now, yeah. Mancini's at the bottom of that for five, but if you're talking about the Cubs list, I think when they got Hosmer, a lot of people thought, well, that's it. It's done. If you have Hosmer, you don't need Mancini, but I'm not so totally sold on that. I, I still see a way that Mancini could help the Cubs if he's willing to be that role player, you know, like First of all, he has the versatility, so he can play first base, he can be DH, he can play left field. Ian Happ's in left field, so that spot's basically taken. But DH in first base, sure, Hosmer could play first. He's really good at it. But what's wrong with Mancini being your DH? Yeah, I mean, wasn't it from the athletic within the last couple weeks – Ryan, you might know this for sure, but didn't didn't Sharmas write something about how he, the Cubs might are probably done on Mancini with the Hosmer signing? I possibly. I remember seeing something that like just I because saw that they signed Hosmer. Like, I saw I, it surfing Cubs. Twitter. I don't know. I saw the opposite where that just because they're they got Hosmer that that doesn't mean they're done on Mancini. They could still right. also add Mancini. Well, they, they should, in my opinion, they shouldn't be considering they're paying Hosmer the league minimum. You know what I mean? But it's just it's another another addition. Mancini to me, just another addition right now. Who is a good hitter and would be good for this lineup, but it's also as we discussed before they even signed Hosmer. It's not like he's a huge needle mover in terms of making this a That's playoff fair. contender. No. And if you, right now really, those are the moves you're trying to make, yeah. and if you're bringing in Mancini, he's either going to be your full time DH, which limits at bats for other guys like Magical or Mervis when he's not playing first or anyone else, or he's going to be playing a lot of first base, which takes time away from Mervis. I mean, Hosmer, you're not worried about getting taken, you know, uh, uh, reps taken from him, but it's also like if you're going to play Mancini at first base a lot, what'd you sign Hosmer for? Yeah. You know, that's never, why, to, that's why to me, it's just, it feels like a, an addition that doesn't need to be made specifically yeah. for the Cubs. That it's just another versus like when we talk about you, you, you get a lot of good players and then you figure things out later. Right. It doesn't seem like that. It seems more of an issue if you're signing, if you're bringing in Mancini and then trying to figure out the lineup there because again, it's not, uh, it's not one of your going to be one of your top hitters in the lineup that you need. It. You need in there every day. It just makes a lot of of you know roster construction, lineup construction issues to me that it, it doesn't feel like a move the Cubs would make at this point. Not yeah. worth the uh, the juice isn't worth the squeeze or whatever the saying is. I don't know. But can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, I, can't I don't know if that one. Works. No, it's I, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. <laughs> Listen, I think the we we never really considered the idea of Squeezing the Cubs getting teams. both Mancini and Hosmer, but uh, you know, based off anything I've read, I don't think that's 
I don't think the Cubs are interested in that, and fine, whatever. I can disagree with that, and people can agree with it, whatever, but I think Mancini should still be a, an option for the Cubs. Well, you still need home runs. That's yeah, the problem. Like they told us they're not a finished product, which I get. So if they don't add somebody like Mancini, first of all, he's not going to turn them all, all of a sudden into a power-hitting team. But if he's willing to embrace the role of utility guy mm-hmm. slash DH, whatever it might be, and maybe not playing more than three days a week, if he's willing to embrace that, there is a role for him to still help a team a lot. And, you know, Bowden points out that he's hit 20 more home runs, 2017 to 21. He had 18 last year, which was a down season for him. And he believes with the shift going away that Mancini could raise his batting average to 270, his on-base average to 340, and hit 21 to 24 home runs. Now, I would assume that (laughs) means with pretty steady playing time. But again, the DH allows you to do that. We saw scenarios we talked about. Andy Martinez was doing his projected lineup, and he was talking about Nick Madrigal. Would you rather see Nick Madrigal being the DH and getting steady playing time yeah. and trying to develop Nick Madrigal, or would you rather see Trey Mancini have an opportunity to bounce back? I'd rather have it's Nick an interesting Madrigal. Com- you'd rather. <laughs> I, I, rather I, I knew. Madri- you, I knew. Well, you but here, but the thing is, like, so, and I, I understand that. I'm not saying if, that's crazy. If you're bringing in, and it's not even just Nick Madrigal himself. If you're bringing in Mancini, like Mancini's not, you're like a guy you're bringing in for. You know, he's gonna be a part of the future team. He's just a guy to 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 fill a roster spot at this point. Um, for a team that you know maybe could possibly compete for the playoffs, and yeah, he'd probably help in that. But if you're also at the point where you have so many guys, you're still trying to see establish themselves at the major league level, see if they can be major league contributors for this next great Cubs team. Mancini's just blocking a lot of playing time. Like if you're trying to get Nick Madrigal at bats to to you know see if he has anything in him as a as a major league player. Well, you're already taking away second base opportunities by signing Dansby Swanson and moving Nico over then you're taking more even potential DH opportunities from him to let Mancini play or let Eric Cosmer play or Matt Mervis, whoever's in that position. You know, Christopher Morell, you know, him and him and Wisdom are probably going to be spending a lot of time at third base where, you know, there's other – it's just the whole roster lineup construction becomes an issue to me if you're bringing in Mancini. Nothing against him. It's just you have to probably trade someone. You find a trade partner, trade one of these guys away if you're bringing right. Mancini in just because – that that just takes away a lot of potential at bats for these other guys that you want to see at the Barely. big league level. I just it it doesn't if it's me I'm not going after Mancini anymore because we you already got Hosmer. Hosmer is going to be that first base option until Mervis is ready. He's going to be a solid veteran presence for him. That's what you got him for. That's probably what you would have gotten Trey Mancini for. Maybe been a little bit better, but it's just at this point you're just filling a roster spot for a team that needs other guys, needs to see what other guys can do. You don't just, need Trey Mancini. I guess it would depend on like the the contract you would offer Mancini. Say they offer him like a two year or a three year deal with the opt out after two years or something like that. Just the, 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 the contract too much. The contract doesn't matter to me because you're gonna block other players. You're gonna block guys you that are here on this roster that you want to see get at bats or play in the field, whatever. Trey Mancini just blocks a lot of that. He's not again. He's not gonna be a part of your future. So. In my opinion, why are you bringing him in just to block players? Well, Bowden basically just had the Cubs. As, it's the only of the 10 players that he listed. Mancini's the only guy that he had any connection to would be a good fit for the Cubs. I'm not sure he was considering the fact. And, and again, they need power. So that's why he's saying that. And he could play 
DH for the Cubs. But I understand Ryan's point, too, and I think the Cubs thinking on this, if I had to go inside their heads, would be once they signed Bellinger and then Hosmer, then Mancini was done. You don't need... You don't need three of those guys, okay? If, if Mancini you don't need a, three older reclamation projects. If, and and Bellinger's obviously a, a slightly different story, yeah. but you don't need three guys that are still trying to bounce yeah. back in the big leagues a little if bit. If he could play third base, it would be a different story to me. He can't. He's solely a first baseman, solely a, a, you know, solely a first baseman DH kind of player at this point, and – you have enough of the guys that can play, that need to be playing either of those mm. positions that you don't you don't need to sign Trey Mancini. Let's be real though, magical playing DH is very unconventional. It's unconventional, but oh this yeah, is a, I don't like that. Ba- baseball is <laughs> unconventional at this point. Baseball yeah. is very unconventional unconventional at this point versus where it was well, uh, even a few years well, ago. If we're sitting here in like May or June and we're talking about the lack of power on this roster. Are, are you really gonna be? frustrated in three months from now that the Cubs didn't sign Trey Mancini? No, but I'm saying that the lack of aggressiveness to add power after Jed said they need to blow teams out, yeah, that's that's well, yeah, that's a different man. story, but I don't think we're looking at Trey Mancini at that point if that's the issue in June. I don't think we're so sitting back like, I damn, moved on. Aaron Judge would have done I that. I should have <laughs> moved on then a month ago. Then. That, so I, that's on me for not moving on a month ago. It should, I, don't, I don't think we're going to look back at June <laughs> and being like, man, they should have they signed Trey Mancini. They should have signed all kinds of other people. But, uh, I mean, I'm looking at this from a – I want the Cubs to be good. Like, I, I get where you're coming from. you got to see certain guys play. They can do that and also be good. Like – the way that you were explaining to it is just giving me, like, PTSD about last season. And, like, come on, like, like the over-under for the Cubs that Vegas already put out is at 78. And, like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't yes. like that. I don't, I don't like that Vegas did that. And, like, that's – a lot of that has to do with the lack of offense. Okay, they but need more how, offense. How many, I think this is what Carlos is answering your question or your, your frustration <laughs> right there. He's saying – Jed wasn't necessarily, you know, he's basically saying Jed wasn't necessarily talking about this offseason. He was talking about the future. And I know he is. I've seen quotes where he said, we're not a finished product. And that will come. We didn't get the power. We haven't added the power that we know we need because, yes, defense is nice. Yes, pitching is also nice to have. But so is offense. And he's talked about how when he was in Boston, they just bludgeoned teams. They just hit their way to the World Series. Then he came to the Cubs. They had the best defensive team. Yes, they hit home runs, but defensively, they were very, very solid. So while he didn't set out necessarily to – his game plan wasn't necessarily let's forget the power and let's focus on defense and pitching. That is the way it seems this offseason has played out and that the power will have to come in other ways – in other off seasons, yeah, you hope the, you hope the thing is there were too many holes on this team. Unless you were really willing to spend six hundred million dollars, <laughs> no, they weren't, weren't going to fill every they role weren't. this off season. And they, and like, they, they but I, I understand. I understand Cody's frustration. I, I, I understand the frustration. I'm saying I'm 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 looking at it in the context of Trey Mancini, and we're talking about the Cubs signing Trey Mancini. He's not. How many more wins is he going to add on that seventy-eight projected win total? One, maybe. Like, is he's not. I don't think we should be spending this much time talking about the Cubs are going to – any Cubs' lack of power is going to be as a result of not signing Trey Mancini because 
he's just going to, at this point, with the way they've constructed the roster now, he's just going to be taking at bats away from guys like Matt Mervis or other guys that you want to see. Cody wants to win every single game. Right, like Cody wants Cubs to fans in the chat again. want every like a lot of Cubs fans at the Cubs now. convention will be like <laughs> every single game matters, every yeah. win matters, and what they're sort of showing you, like if you wanted to win every single game possible, if you were fighting tooth and nail and nothing else mattered to get the wild card or win the division, adding Trey Mancini makes sense. But if you're also trying to develop and think about the future. And, you, and it means you have to forfeit possibly one loss or two losses, like Ryan's saying, that's, that's the reality of the balance yeah. of building a franchise for the future. So I think that's what's going on, and I don't think Mancini's going to be added. Now, I don't Bodie's, either. I never really thought he no, no, was no, I didn't that Hosmer was signing. I'm, just, right. I'm making the argument for just adding any more players in terms of adding to the offense because I, I think we can all sit here and agree that they need yes. to. And, like, I know you don't want to block players, but I don't want to see Nick okay, Madrigal well, play so, DH. So, like, my, my – yes, okay, so – They're not good enough offensively. When, when no, you look at it, how, how are you going to construct a lineup and get guys like Madrigal, but definitely Mervis, Morrell, all these other younger players that you want to see, how are you going to get them the at-best they need to develop and to see what they got? If you're adding Mancini in, he's going to take Again, three, I've 400 at-bats. Mancini's away, just one name, appearances. but you, what, what's another name then that they could McCutcheon. add that would make sense? Like, is it McCutcheon? Is it Adam Duvall? I, I don't know, like Gary Sanchez at DH. All I know is if you those add are those are guys those he put in his guys, top ten. At least, it, at least it, I don't know. At least adds to the office. I don't know if it moves moves the needle. The only thing that moved the needle for the Cubs this offseason was adding Tyone Swanson and potentially Bellinger. Potentially Bellinger. All right, like those are the the the, the needle movers, and then maybe some of these other small moves will work out. Maybe we'll we'll be surprised by you know some random guy that they that they signed that I can't think of right now. But what about like, the sheriff? I've seen in the chat people saying they want Chafin back. Chafin, back. Chafin would be great. The bullpen, if you're so talking about So maybe it's not addition. a bat, even though we all agree that offensively yeah. they're not going to be I think that they're, as they're, good as you hoped. They're going to be in a lot of games. I think the pitching and the defense will allow them to be in a lot of games. I think so, too. But you know how many one-run games we watched last year and how many times I got angry because I lost by one run because – their defense gave it away, or they couldn't get enough offense. Okay, well the defense is good now. Let's say at short up one part of that. Like how often? How many? Like how many one to nothing games are we gonna have to watch? Like I hope. <laughs> I hope not a lot. I hope we're winning. Like Cole. Cole's it, gonna tell us. Although, every game. although those one run games are sometimes fast. I don't know. I, Unless there's a lot of bullpen. Uh, yeah, I, use, again, I understand that they can. Got one. That there's there's reason for other guys to get opportunities and stuff like that. I just I don't know. I think I. I think that they need another bat. Like, and I don't know if that moves the needle, but it at least makes me feel a little bit better. I think that would make well, maybe the fan base feel better, Maybe too. it's via trade, which we'll get to in the third segment. Yeah. Super chat from the Duke, 811, 10 bucks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Why Duke. is it that other big market teams can develop while also being competitive into the, late into the season? They aren't worried about, <laughs> quote-unquote, blocking their players. Oh, um, Duke. There oh. are some teams that I would agree with that. And, that, uh, again... The Cubs were in a pretty bad spot. Like, I don't think people realized how thin the cupboard was getting before they started to tear it down, yeah. which is why they had to tear it down. Yeah. Um, so I think that would be the answer to that, but I, I understand what you're saying. It's, it's, the, it's the change they're going to have to try to make because the last time around it didn't work out. Like, they, they, the Dodgers do it well. The Dodgers compete every single year and keep bringing up prospects that are you know pretty good. 
um, and sign the right players when they need to and from free agency. That's where the Cubs are striving to be. That's where the Cubs would like to be. They're not there yet. They have the the farm system to do it. Once those players graduate and hope you know are hopefully part of you know really good contributors on the next great Cubs team is when you start to look at okay can they fill, can they backfill can they fill that that farm system again with good prospects who they can you know if they need to replace the guys in the majors uh, eventually when I hope that there's a guy that is like Christopher Morel this coming year that we just don't expect comes up light, lightning in a bottle type guy from within somebody yeah, from within that's I what Yumper's saying like if the young guys. If the Cubs are going to get to where you would like them to get to, not the World Series, to the postseason, yeah. competing in the division, then young guys will have to take that next step. Mm-hmm. And or somebody like Cody Bellinger might have to bounce back to provide the power that we're saying, where's the power? Yeah. Yeah. One more before we move off this subject, as far as the free agents go, mm-hmm. any interest in Alex Reyes? Yes, a lot of interest in Alex Reyes. If he can sure. stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy, that's a guy that – I mean, he was a closer for the Cardinals two years ago. Yeah. And, uh, he was an all-star now, that year, wasn't he? I don't, know if he was an all, I don't know if he was an all-star, Let's but – I think he had to – what, he had Tommy John again or something like that? I, I, all it's, I know is he was out like all of last year. Mild risk, high reward, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, that's their type of move. Because yeah, because he, he has hard. Yeah. he has what one full healthy season, which is twenty twenty one. He was an all star. Okay, um, this is from MLB dot com. Um, pretty much their top like uh, six free agent sleepers. I guess this is from a week ago. Um, but he, they had like McCutcheon, Nelson Cruz, um, who I believe has signed already. Who did he sign with? Cruz. He just signed with the Padres, Padres. Like yesterday. So there you go. So he's off that. But Alex Reyes was one of them. Um, and they kind of called him like the biggest if on the market right now because he has he missed all of last season, but when he was on in 2021, he was an all star. You know he can touch, he can touch triple digits with a fastball. He can you know he has a really awesome slider. Like if it, like you said, if he can stay healthy, that dude's an awesome bullpen arm. Yeah. And if the Cubs they take wanted a, to use him as a starter, he's, he's but then Braylon the Marquez. He is, yeah. Except he actually reached the major leagues. Except he actually reached the majors. <laughs> Long speaking, time. speaking of Nelson Cruz, there were some comments in the chat that were like upset the Cubs didn't just pay him the million dollars or whatever. But it's like the guy wanted to go to a World Series contender. The, the guy's, guy's trying 42. To win. Like, yeah. That one was very like whatever. Like I said like again. <laughs> I'm not surprised that he chose the Padres, and I doubt the Cubs even called because – Again, it's just like you knew that he wanted to be on a contender, and he's also a guy that can—that's strictly a DH at this point in his career. Yeah, <laughs> like he would have—it would have made sense, like if they did you sign want him. Everyday, everyday DH, maybe. Yeah. yeah, and I know he's had a bad year with the Nationals last season, but it would have made sense. I just don't think he wanted to be a Cub. Check out Michael Colada's comment win. here uh, on chat. I'm not going to uh, say it out loud because the Colada segment is coming up next. Michael mm-hmm. Colada, the next segment is for you. We are going to try and predict things that will be asked in the Ricketts family panel coming up at Cubs convention. I will play Tom Ricketts and try to answer those questions in the panel on behalf of Tom Ricketts. But first, Green Ridge Farm is a Chicago local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option, makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks. Perfect for tailgating, happy hour, and school lunches. All-natural meat sticks that are hardwood smoked for eight hours with 16 grams of protein per stick, making them a perfect post-workout snack. Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, flavors like jalapeno cheddar and spicy chili. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. They are delicious because they're made from recipes that are generations in the making. 
and being all natural, they deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. You can always find them in the refrigerated section at Costco, Sam's Club, any of your Chicagoland grocery stores right now. And when you order any three meat products at Green Ridge Farm right now, include a pack of meat sticks in your cart. Those meat sticks are free when you use the code CHGO at checkout. Green Ridge Farm, simply natural meat. The ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve save money and energy. ComEd offers free facility assessments that can help find energy-saving opportunities, whether it's lighting, HVAC systems, commercial kitchen equipment, or industrial processes. An authorized engineer will work with you to develop a detailed assessment plan specific to your goals and needs that can be done in person or virtually and last approximately two hours. Within three to four weeks, customers then receive a report that details energy efficiency projects that they can start working on right away. Each recommendation will include estimated energy savings, cost savings, project costs, potential incentives, and simple payback. So don't wait. Start getting saving and save energy today for energy saving tips and to schedule your free facility assessment. Go to comed.com slash powering biz. If you're ready to sign up for a facility assessment, you can also call them at 1-855-433-2700 during normal business hours to speak with a ComEd Energy Efficiency Program rep. And you can also email them at businessee at comed.com or request their assessment online on their website, comed.com slash facility assessment. Woo! All right. One question for you, Luke, a.k.a. Steve, a.k.a. Mr. Ricketts. Are we actually going to shell out the money for Shohei Otani next year, and when are we getting Nico Horner an extension? So are you Steve Ricketts right now? Steve, I, I'm, an, I'm an added brother to the family. My name is Steve Ricketts. <laughs> Tom has laryngitis. He won't be speaking today. So Steve Ricketts will try to answer your questions. The Colada segment, the panel. All right. Segment of the year. Well, we can start with RWB. Mr. Ricketts, are we actually going to say, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't really, if Steve Ricketts would say, I, I don't really want to comment on a player on another team right now. Yeah, that's true. Of course, we're always interested in adding uh, great players anytime they become available. And uh, we don't <laughs> think there's, there's, there's plenty in our system financially when a great player becomes available, if we want to add them to the roster and Jed thinks that player is uh, worth whatever they're asking, then it's up to Jed. But the, the, the money is there for Jed to spend if he, if he wants it. As for uh, Nico Horner, we think Nico's a, a great player. We love everything about Nico and everything he's you know, given to the franchise so far. We love his future. And uh, when the time is appropriate, I, you know, I leave those things up to Jed. But... Certainly, I, I know that we appreciate everything Nico has to offer this team. Steve, you did a really good job of, of saying a lot, but also saying nothing. Absolutely correct. That's, that's the owner's speak. Carlos question, says, I hate Luke right now. This isn't Luke. This is Steve Ricketts. Yeah, Steve Ricketts. My question for you is, is your, um, your sibling, Tom, told us uh, you know, during the season that the ball was in Jed's court, that he'd have, he'd have all the resources necessary to make this team competitive, you know, all that stuff. Um, so what do you think of the uh, – has Jed's, Jed d- done this offseason right? Has he done it the way you said he – or you thought he would when you told him he has all the resources to, to make this team competitive? I, I think that's a better question, actually, for Jed. However, 
I will say that I really like I really like some of the changes that have been made to the roster. I mean, Cody Bellinger, I think we've all seen the potential he has and what he could bring to this team. Jamison Tyon could be a really great addition to the to the rotation. Uh, I think we've done some really, and of course, Dansby Swanson uh, is is a is a player that we targeted right from the very beginning. Right, it, right at the beginning of free agency, we saw Dansby Swanson's name there, and we thought that is a that's the type of player we're looking for. And so Jed targeted him, and we are super excited about what Dansby will bring to Wrigley Field for the fans that show up at Wrigley Field, the greatest fans in all of baseball. Uh, we'll be excited to see him. Beautiful sunny days, night games at Wrigley Field, uh, where you can get uh, discounted prices this year, by the way. BYOB, those your own BYOB. Baseball. Speaking of BYOB, the, dis- the, the, the decision to bring in Coca-Cola, oh. is, is that because it's better or because it will boost uh, pop sales, Steve? Well, we're we're really excited to have Coca-Cola as a new partner. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think most people look around and say, uh, if you're looking for a brand that's synonymous with America, it's Coca-Cola. So <laughs> we're very excited to have Coca-Cola on board and upgrade, you know, what opportunities people have for the concessions. We always want our concessions to be above and beyond what everybody else has to offer. And so adding a, a proud name like Coca-Cola to our resume is something uh, we're very excited about and a partnership we're looking forward to in the future. Um, uh, Mr. Collada, do you have a question out there? Is uh, uh, Mr. Collada at the mic right now. Uh, he says, well, he says, hey, Tom, but it's not Tom, it's Steve. Um, <laughs> hey, Steve, uh, Steve Ricketts, why are you satisfied to win only one World Series? Um, I, I believe Mr. Collada was not allowed into the building. I believe security <laughs> was supposed to keep Mr. Collada out. And, of course, we want to win as many World Series. We want the Cubs to be the, the best franchise in all of baseball. But if security uh, could now see Mr. Collada out to the parking lot, uh, that would be that would be appreciated. We certainly want to win the World Series as many as we can. Oh, oh, oh that's he, the alarm. That's, that's the alarm. alarm. <laughs> that's the collada alarm that they have set for the convention. It's like a it's like a metal detector when he walks through. That's the, the sound that plays when he comes in. Collada, that was a collada question. It goes off instantly. Oh man, Steve. Uh, a lot of fans like to, or you know, we love the, the fans love to talk about. Uh, how much concessions are, and, uh, you know, specifically, you know, $12, $13 beers. How can you justify charging this much for a team that won 74 games last season? Well, I, I think uh, for the first time in a long time, uh, we saw lower attendance at, and at Wrigley Field, which was disappointing to us. And so we want to make sure that our concessions are on board, which sometimes means raising the prices there. I think you'll notice – uh, if you're going to buy season tickets, our season ticket holders are seeing a decrease for one of the first times in a long time. Their, their annual ticket price is going down. We're trying to make sure that you have the greatest experience that we can possibly provide for fans that come to Wrigley Field. We've tried to improve the ballpark, the concessions, the bathrooms, uh, the area around Wrigley Field. Uh, and so we're, as a family, we are dedicated to improving the Cubs experience, which we believe is second to none in all of the world for any sport. We believe your game experience at Wrigley Field is more than just uh, the game. It's everything that's involved with it. And so we're trying to address both of those. It's a bit of a balance right now, and we are certainly not a finished product. But any suggestions fans would have, we're always welcome 
we always welcome uh, you know any suggestions you might have. I have a curveball for you, Steve. Towards the end of the season, you know they you know the the grounds crew can like put little designs and stuff into the into the outfield grass. One of the designs at the end of the season said, "Thank you, season ticket holders." Yes. Why not thank all the Cubs fans? Why thank specifically the season ticket holders? Why not thank everyone that spends whatever they can to go to a Cubs game throughout the season? Or well, even, you know, spends money to be able to watch Marquee. Certainly, Mr. Uh, 275 Herrera, we, we appreciate yeah. all Cubs fans, always. Uh, sure. You know, and everybody out there that supports this team, uh, whether you're in Iowa or London or Paris or wherever you might be, uh, you know, wherever you might be a Cubs fan, Right here in the great city of Chicago, we appreciate all fans. We just wanted to give a special thanks to our season ticket holders who supported us, supported the franchise, and are the most loyal season ticket holders in all of baseball. But we appreciate all Cubs fans, and I think that's all part of fan appreciation throughout the final week. But we believe that the entire season is a way of saying thank you to Cubs fans for supporting what we believe is the greatest franchise in all of professional sports. I see Mr. Ricketts, is, or uh, Mr. Collada snuck in another question saying, hey, Steve, tell your brother he's cheap. <laughs> uh, I'm not on speaking terms with my brother at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, he said he has laryngitis, so he really he can't speak in general. He, he's, he's under the weather, and I don't want to catch it. We, we haven't. Fair. That's fair. Um, Tom wants to know why, which is better, the left or right Twix? We are getting off the road. We are getting away yeah, from the Yeah, that's too right far. It's, uh, any Twix. I'll go right Twix. Any Twix. Um. Anybody else got a good question that possibly could be legitimately asked here? Yeah. How, how Luca, here, Lucas has one, I think. Lucas has one. Go up uh, a little bit. St- Steve Ricketts, number one, how long is Jed's leash? And two, when are you selling the team to make to an owner that actually cares about <laughs> winning like Mark Cuban? Where, oh, man. Where is this? Lucas. We, we believe up. when we purchased the Cubs, uh, uh, I don't know if you know this, but my my brother and his wife met in the bleachers. And so our family and the Cubs are truly a love story that, you know, this is where we, we would go celebrate our summers. We would sit in the bleachers and watch it. And it, one of the ways we sold the idea to my father was to say, this is more than just a baseball game. This is an experience. This is why when we won the World Series, people were going to the cemeteries. This is generations of family members embracing one team with a loyalty that has been unseen in any other sport in any other city. So I don't mm. remember what the question was, but, you know, we, we, uh, we really love the fans out there, and we're going to do everything we can to bring another World <laughs> Series champion to the city of uh, Chicago. Barbara has a good question. Uh, Steve Ricketts, will you, welcome, will you and your family welcome Sammy Sosa back into the Cubs family? Uh, I believe as a family we have decided – that when Sammy is willing, Sammy knows what he has to do to be welcomed back to the Wrigley Field experience. And uh, at this point, the ball is in Sammy's park. Okay. I also don't like that Blue Dabs started calling me Ryan Horrific. This is <laughs> Boy, Blue mean, Dabs is rough lately, uh, huh? mean nickname. Deborah, Whatever. Fernando Rodriguez with a super chat, 199. Well, re-upped my season tickets, big hope. Cubs, CHGO, thumbs up. Love that. Does that make you happy, Woo. Steve Ricketts? As Steve Ricketts, that makes me very excited. <laughs> and, you know, we appreciate everything CHGO yeah. brings. Uh, anything that brings Cubs fans together, we are a fan of. And so we appreciate all of the 
blogging sites, podcasting sites, fan uh, discords that are out there. Uh, we appreciate anybody that wants to talk Cubs baseball at any time. Wonderful. Uh, yeah. Carlos asks, Steve, how did you know about Ryan's bench press numbers? I can answer that myself. How did how would he have not known? Historic. Like, it's pretty it's pretty well known at this point. The answer would be simply historic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he almost took out a chair over there uh, yeah, at our tables. Uh, it, and it, I had to tell Ryan that he needs to stop lifting. So it's not gonna happen. Matthew Gregory, Steve Ricketts, do you believe the Cubs will compete for the division this season? Oh, boy. Absolutely every season we go into, we want to be competitive. We want to compete. Our goal is to have the Cubs competing for the division every single year, no matter what year it is or where we are as a franchise. And so we believe that Jed has uh, retooled this offseason. We are thrilled about the young players that are coming up in the farm system. Very excited about a lot of the names you'll be hearing. Uh, Pete Crow Armstrong, Brendan Davis, uh, a lot of the young names – that we know will be the future of this Cubs franchise. And so, uh, yes, we will believe, we believe we'll be very competitive in the Central Division, and that is our goal every single offseason. Well said. Well said, Steve. No, Steve, you did a great job in this panel. Steve, are you going to add any more real estate to Wrigleyville? Oh. Steve Ricketts, will you please <laughs> open your books and show how revenue is actually spent? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Barbara, we appreciate your question, and um, the answer is no. Well, you're also not in charge of the of the. Of the that's books. not my job. Yeah, it's, it's time. I asked, that's uh, that's a better question for Crane Kenny. You, I'm sorry. Did you not hear my question? I asked about was, if you're planning on adding more real estate, Mister Delmetrics. Yeah, are you are you adding more real estate to Wrigleyville, Steve Ricketts? Uh, we're always interested in making the area around Wrigley Field, affectionately known as Wrigleyville, the greatest ballpark experience. Uh, you know. From Gallagher Way to the Hotel Zachary to the Do Right Donuts, which I know many of you are big fans of, uh, we've tried to make sure that the neighborhood, the ballpark, everything is all part of the experience. And so, you know, when real estate becomes available, anytime there's an investment out there that makes sense to the Cubs organization, of course we explore those opportunities. But uh, that goes with any business opportunity that may come, ar come around. Mm. I will not take any questions about soccer teams. Thank you. <laughs> I think you've done. What you've, is the Cubs slogan for the season? What if? Uh, uh, the, no, the, the slogan is, is let's play two hours. Let's play decided. two hours. We've already decided that. Yeah. With I'm the, all in on with that. With the help of our friends at CHGO, the new slogan, let's play two hours. Hours. <laughs> all in. Everybody in for that slogan. Michael Collada, I'm not reading your last question. Let's, <laughs> let's move on to Cody's. Uh, on behalf of the Ricketts family, uh, and as being the youngest member of that family, Steve Ricketts, I would like to say thank you for all the Cubs fans and all their wonderful questions, and we look forward to seeing you at beautiful, historic Wrigley Field. And how about a shout-out for Pat Hughes? Yeah. See, I, then they leave on a cheer. Yeah, I think you would have – you made Tom Tom proud today, Steve. I mean, I've never done anything like that, but I thought it was pretty good. Tom, was Tom pretty, is happy you know, with the job you did uh, in the Ricketts panel, leading the Ricketts panel today. Zero answers. That's probably Zero that's probably what you're. <laughs> how? Here's a here's a question. Obviously, obviously, a lot of fans have a lot of questions, have a lot of frustration. Mm -hmm. What do you think the? I guess the applause when he comes in, or <laughs> like what? What do you like? Would what do you think that will be like? Like, do you think mixed? Yeah, like it'll, or it'll be you, very mixed. Like, 
you don't see it being, uh, you know, one way or the other, or do you just? I, I th- no, I, I think it'll be mixed, and I think the reaction from the Ricketts family will probably be like, uh, they'll, they'll make a joke of it somehow. They'll be like, yeah. oh wow, uh, maybe you guys don't want to have this after all. Well, mm. remember you the- know, something like that. Like maybe some of you didn't want this after all. This was your idea. The, the face true. he made when um, everyone booed the Marquee Sports Network. I yeah, think he was the meme. About yeah, that that I can see that happening again. Yeah, he was shocked by that. Yeah, he really. I was. don't think he'd be shocked if there was a mixture of cheers and booze. Of cheers and booze. So I think they're prepared for that, and they will have some quick response, or they will just come out and change it immediately by saying, first, we want to congrat," you know. Thank you for all being at the convention, and let's give a big round of applause for Pat Hughes. Yeah. And then everybody will cheer and then simmer down. Yeah. It's been thought out what will happen yes, for sure. They ran all the scenarios through the, through the machines. They know which is going to— Not their first convention. <laughs> yeah. But this is definitely the first one where I think the most scrutiny they're going to get is going to come. Because I don't even think after 18 and 19, going into 2020, before the pandemic— like, even though that they didn't show up to that one, like, I don't think they would have got the reaction that I think is potentially could happen on Saturday. I think the marquee thing was the biggest, uh, was the hottest topic they've had yeah. so far, right? Like, Going into that people, people yeah. were not happy about marquee. People either loved it or hated it, and the amount of people that loved it going in was much smaller than the vice versa. Now, when they came in and said it's going to bring wheelbarrows of cash, right? That swayed some people over, like, yeah, Cubs content twenty four seven. I don't know what the you know how mm. excited people are or are not. But going into that, I remember that Cubs convention. There were some very angry questions at that, right? More than I remember about any other topic. I just, I'm just, uh, you know. I think a lot of those questions are justified, though. And, yeah, they can be prepared for it and all, but if they just beat around the bushes, that's not that's not going to help their – it's not going to help them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah. I hope they – like, yeah, they're not going to be able to – they're not going to answer every question, but my genuine hope is that they – when once that panel is over, the fans that are there or people watching on Marquee or whatever, I hope they have – I hope we – all at least feel something like I don't want to I don't want it to end and we feel like he just did what Luke just did you know what I mean don't don't get your hopes up I'm not getting my hopes up but that's what I I think that's what we all want and I'm not asking them to be to not answer questions for like well you want every single question I want them to be a that's literally all I want is them to be a little bit more transparent yeah you know what I mean and I think we are deserving of that I, I, I think you're hoping for that, the, the Ricketts panel, uh, when Jed, Jed and Carter do the, the uh, business or uh, baseball operations update panel, you want the same thing. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like, you want them to be upfront and answer questions, not a bunch of just speaking around and beating around the bushes. Like, you want them to actually answer the questions that people have yeah. because, I mean, there's going to be crazy people there, but you're also going to have informed fans that want, yes. that, yeah. that have really good questions that deserve good answers from. So you would definitely want them to be as transparent as possible while also, you know, not giving into the craziness of We do have fans. a super chat, by the way. Another one from uh, the Duke 811, Booze. I will be booing relentlessly. I'll cheer when they stop forcing us through rebuilds. See, that's mm-hmm. those are where the angry questions will come from. Yeah. yeah. 
There's one. Related to Marquee, I like Marquee. <laughs> like, like what they do is fine. Like, it definitely can be better. They definitely can make – like, they made changes this year compared to the year before. But the thing that makes it frustrating, I think, for everyone is just how hard it is to watch the Cubs on Marquee. Like, it's not like WGN. You can't you, – no. you literally have to – have the right cable network, and you and you have to pay more to to get it. Because mm-hmm. when I well, had Xfinity, for one, you have to have cable. Pretty well, much. yeah, <laughs> like well, the broadcasting have have landscape. Even, Steve's going to say that broadcasting even, landscape has even changed greatly cable, in the last ten years. Even if you have cable, though, you have to pay more to get Marquee. It's not just part of the regular cable package, and yeah. that's the difference between that and WGN. And that's. That's where I stand with fans that don't like Marquee because, yeah, the Cubs have only made it harder to watch them, and if their team's not good, no one's going to go out of their way to get Marquee. And that, like... Yeah. Here's what, here's what <laughs> I will what say a, about... A, mind blown. Yeah, like, ooh. <laughs> and I don't... You, you think that they'd be taking that into consideration about, like, making the roster better. Like, I don't know. Whatever, man. <laughs> I, I will say this. I saw Barbara saying something about, you know, at least we have a convention and whether or not that'll be mentioned. I don't know if credit should be given. I don't know if you necessarily need to give credit to the to the Ricketts family for facing the questions and the, and whatever transparency they might have. I personally believe it should be expected yeah. of the, the owner of, of the, the Chicago yeah. Cubs. That doesn't mean you always get it. So if you want to... Socks fest. If you want to give credit, I would say on the flip side, if I were a Sox fan, I'd be really ticked off. Mm-hmm. For sure. Okay, so I I think there should be more bashing that way than I think there should be credit, credit yeah. the other way. I think it should be the way you're getting at Wrigley Field and at Cubs Convention, but I don't... I don't know if it deserves credit, but that said, it doesn't happen everywhere, as you can see on the other side of town. So sometimes the grass isn't always greener. Yeah. I don't know how many teams have a fan panel. First of all, not every team has a convention still. Yeah. But I don't know how many of them actually have a have the owners step to a microphone with unplanned questions coming their way. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I I mean I agree in the sense that like, yeah, you can at least be happy that they do it. But it's also like that should be expected. That should be the minimum they do at a convention like this. Like that, mm-hmm. people like they're the owners. Like they they should face questions. And and it does suck when you get crazy dumb fans that ask just crazy dumb questions. You know, like you, it's not it's not you can't prepare for that. But at the same time, it's like well, fans. There are fans that do have legitimate questions, and you should you know face the music. You should face those fans and answer those questions. Honestly and transparently, because that's you know that's Look, you're the owners. You should be. That's how you should. That act. said, if I do win the Mega Millions tomorrow and buy a piece of the Cubs from the Ricketts, I will not be going up to answer any questions. Will I you, will just be collecting my cash every I, year. I'm will just, you officially change your name to Steve Ricketts? Uh, I might. Okay. By the way, Blue Dabs four twenty says I would rather hear Hawk Harrelson than Bushambi. L- listen, in all my years, Once I have never heard anything <laughs> as crazy as that. <laughs> Never forget, he once said that Craig Todd Nettles Frazier was, the was better than Chris Bryant. Never forget. Okay, you know who was better than Chris Bryant? Yes. <laughs> uh, I guess one question well, should, that I don't feel like we, like, did with Steve Ricketts over Steve. here. Like, what if a fan asks, Tom, you know, 
How do you feel about Steve Cohen spending all this money to make his team better? Oh, that's going to get asked. You know what I mean? That will 100% be asked. Like comparing what they do to what Steve Cohen tried, even what he tried to do, not let alone what he already did. And his answer will be, um, we believe that spending spending absurd amounts of money doesn't necessarily equal winning. How many World Series have the Mets won? Well, since that's, 2016. That's what he said to so us. Since he 2015, said, right? That's basically what he's going to say. Yeah. Look, at the, And he'll 100% will bring up the Rangers spent millions last year on three players, and they ended up the same place we did. Yeah. So it's about intelligent spending, and they'll read. That's basically what he told us. He said, you can't buy a championship team. You have to build it. I yeah. assume that's going to be the same answer that he gives. He's going he's gonna to tell everyone how they did spend a lot of money this year, which, granted, they did. Not as much as they could have, but they did spend money. Um, but he's also going to go like we're still trying to build it. You can't buy it in one off season. All you know the okay. the, the, the smarter question to him might be something like: Steve Cohen is trying to spend all this money. The Padres are spending all this money. Um, are you angry at Steve Cohen? And do you think he's hurting baseball? Mm. That Ooh, might that's a good question. That might be the question that lets you peek into a little bit more of what they're actually thinking because the other one's just going to give you a standard answer and he'll probably give you something like you know I I don't want to comment specifically on one owner but we want everybody to be competitive yada 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 like I'm I'm sure he's thought of a lot of different answers but I think there might be ways to word that question differently than just like if the Mets are spending why aren't we spending but that's more likely what's going to come out because it's going to come from the heart before it comes from a thought process, right? Right? Like the the original thing is going to be like, why why can't we get Aaron Judge? Why aren't we spending five hundred million dollars mm-hmm. this off season? Yeah. Uh, should we do the Aries? Yeah. yeah, let's do it, Cody. What do you got for DraftKings? <laughs> we got we got playoffs, baby. Yeah. Playoffs. Playoffs. Yeah. I said on uh, me and me and Steven, producer here at CHGO, we got a bet this weekend. Uh, he's taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Giants. Ooh. Uh, I like Giants plus three, Giants money line. Uh, the NFL playoff picture is locked in, and my go-to place for the wild card round action is DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. To kick off the road to Super Bowl 57, new customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat bet each day of the wild card round this weekend. Just place any NFL bet of your choice, and if it loses, you get a free bet back up to 10 Dollars, action so good. Why bet NFL playoffs anywhere else? I did that with the NBA last night. I put a ten. I put ten dollars on an, on a same game parlay for the Bulls, <laughs> and hilariously, all four legs missed. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Got my ten dollars back. <laughs> all four legs missed. Uh, classic. It just, that those are so bad. That four legs can, missed. That bet was a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, at least you got the bet back. Yeah, I got my $10 back, and I'm probably going to put it on something related to the NFL, maybe a little parlay action, money line, dog parlay, Giants, vi- Giants, Bucks, Buccaneers, mm, maybe the Chargers. They're, they're a favorite, but they're like it's pretty much an even line. I like the Chargers more than I do the Jags this weekend. So, yeah, you can uh, use that 10 bucks on a, on a on a parlay, something like that. Get that extra money, and if it doesn't hit, then you're good. You get your money back. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code CHGO. New customers can get bet $5 on the NFL and get $200 in free bets instantly. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with code CHGO. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details in the podcast or YouTube description.